I've always been a dreamer, but I ain't asleep no more. My music's my redeemer, I'm a traveling troubadour, yeah, just running to the next town. Sing on in the ball, I get all is my heart down, I'm leaving in the moonlight, I Something in the water. Good to see you. Good to have you. I'm Uncle Dave Griffin along with Sean Clark. We're here with our special guest, Mr. Rambler Kane from Jacksonville, Florida. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Good to have you, brother. Um, Rambler is an interesting moniker. Is that your real name or nickname or is it? (laughs) Uh, Excuse me. Not my real name. Uh, My real name's Pat. Um, but I decided to use a stage name, uh, real early on, like kind of when I started doing open mics and stuff, um, just, I didn't want to, wanted to have some separation between me and the songs. So it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, appreciate it. It's a good one. It invokes, uh, you know, uh, like Jack traveling Jack Kerouac or mm-hmm. <laughs> rambling man, or I'm a rambler. It evokes old folk and. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't have that, music. that much thought or intention with it, yeah. but you know, the more I've like thought about it or been asked about it, it's um, there's a lot of songs that use that mm-hmm. word. There's mm-hmm. some artists that use that word in their stage name, like Ramblin' Jack Elliott. There um, you go. Mm-hmm. That but yeah, Towns uses that word in mm-hmm. like four or five different songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it ended up fitting. Hopefully. In an honor of you, I got my rambling hat on. I see yeah. that. I I appreciate wow. it. I'm very honored. <laughs> it's a cool hat. <laughs> Ramblin. Yeah. Fever. It's a two-syllable uh, <laughs> word. Yes, sir. And uh, old uh, Nat King Cole had a nineteen a nineteen sixty one or two hit with Ramblin Rose. Ramblin Rose. Mm-hmm. And he paused in it somewhere. He said, while you're rambling. <laughs> it's like uh, rambling, yeah. not rambling. <laughs> so I, I came across you on Instagram, I believe. It was either Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, anytime I see somebody, I'll check them out. And I instantly liked it. And oh, thank you. I don't remember what it was that, I think it was a like a video of you playing somewhere, and I watched a few of those, and then I went to your Spotify and checked out a bunch of songs, and I, I think I listened to everything you had on there twice, sitting there, and I think that's when I messaged you 
Um, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. stuff. And thank you. The so thing much. that stood out to me was the songwriting and the playing. Man, you can finger pick like crazy, can't you? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. It's fun though. Well, I know that's that. good, man. <laughs> so you mentioned you came up with the name for the open mics. How long ago was was that that you first started out open micing? Uh, open mics. I think I was 27 or 28. Uh, I'm 31 now, mm-hmm. so it's been a few years. Three or four years, yeah. And then. Um, my first gig was October 2020, so like two and a half years of gigging. Dang, so, man. Yeah, You're fresh. Been, <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. It took me a long time to – I still have like real bad stage fright. Um, I get anxious a lot. <laughs> but, that goes um, for all of us, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm learning is still, everybody goes know. through it. You just got to – You get better at dealing yeah. with it, but it don't go away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, here's that feeling again. Right. It took mm-hmm. me so long that I feel like I'm making up for lost time in some respects. Like I'm getting out and playing as much as I can just because it's so much fun. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Sean uh, immediately texted uh, me and Justin said, check this guy out. I think he'd be a good guest on here. And uh, so we went down that hole, too, just like he did, you know, just listen to your stuff. You get got some uh, – it seems to be along the uh, kind of folky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're following that old folk trail. <laughs> you know, you're – Tans Van Zandt, Bob mm-hmm. Dylan. You got mm-hmm. some uh, – I know we were speaking in the kitchen there before uh, the recording that uh, – uh, and you said you, you got a Towns Van Zant, Zant book that you're fixing to pop open. Yeah. Um, a, a dear, dear friend of mine um, <clears throat> gave me the book yesterday. So wow. I've got it in the backseat of my car. I'm planning on starting it tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, That'd be good. <clears throat> but, yeah, he's definitely up there for me. So mm-hmm. Have you seen the, the documentary Be Here to Love Me? I haven't yet. Um, uh, that's good one I've seen Heart Worn Highways but I haven't seen Be Here to My Love yeah. so I'd like to Be so, Here to yeah. Love Me is a, uh, Heart Worn Highways was more about several yeah right? about them, but yeah. Towns and, uh, was in it sure. Towns was in it and those a lot of those high points of Towns are in that uh, Be Here to Love Me too gotcha. I had that on DVD but I loaned it to somebody and years ago it's just super good. <clears throat> Must be that good. You never it got good. it back. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I loaned it to a girl. I won't say her name, but uh, I was like, so what'd you think? What? Like she didn't remember me giving it to her, didn't know where it was, had no intentions of trying to find it. <coughs> yeah. I should have bought another one by now. <laughs> well, either... Uh, uh, Either I have read a book on him, or maybe it was picked up uh, through the documentary stuff, but there was a section that always stands out in my head of when he was younger man on a hotel balcony or something. Yeah. He kept okay. leaning over further and further just to get he in was- his head the... Uh, Feeling of what it would be like to where, you, where you're almost falling, almost and you catch fall yourself. <laughs> and, and he catch just like, he liked that feeling. Yeah. 
and he's like three floors up on a balcony yeah. at a, <laughs> and went a college little, party. Went a little too far. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he landed flat on his back and just was laughing. <laughs> and after that, his rich parents took him to the, you know, doctor, we don't know what to do. And they were like shock therapy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got insulin shock therapy, um, which they no longer <clears throat> use. Um, but it kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, like erased part of his long-term memory mm-hmm. so didn't know who his mother was when right so from then on he's know. always or i say he's always he no, dealt with a lot of uh mm-hmm. i guess the word now is trauma for that mm-hmm. you know of going through that experience and then also losing a lot of his memory like he didn't mm-hmm. you know uh, wasn't he already a writer before that i believe so i believe yeah. at least a poet or something yeah, he wrote poetry in high school. Yeah, um, and and I, I remember he him wrote. saying, like, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to get back to that, you know. Mm-hmm. But damn if he didn't. <laughs> in, in the documentary, he says it, it, he just got married, <clears throat> so this had to be right after college, I guess. But uh, claims that the first song he wrote, he went and sat in his closet, closet and yeah. wrote uh, Waiting Around to Die. <laughs> but. Towns is full of shit. <laughs> That's part of the legend of him, yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, yeah, and I love that about him too. But I just wonder, like, could that have been your first song? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's pretty first song after the shock treatment. A first song or first song ever? Yeah, he was listening to a bunch of Bob Dylan. Well, I wonder if they explained to him prior to the shock treatment that uh, um, said you're liable to not be able to remember anything you know you'll liable to have to relearn i'm sure they didn't even have the science behind it they were just like yeah let's do this <laughs> we can't get that right do this what's your state of mind <laughs> yeah. when you're receiving <laughs> they it, there. i think the they just wanted them to stop acting crazy and that was their whole goal yeah, yeah. yeah. so he wasn't actually shocked it was insulin I don't know the details of the therapy. Yeah. I just know that it really go <clears throat> the method it. that they used back then was Houston in the late 60s or early 70s whenever he received it, and they don't do that anywhere anymore, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but I think it was insulin. Yeah. When did you mm-hmm. – I was going to say, when did you first start writing? A couple of years ago? Songwriting – I've been writing songs a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I started messing you've around. You've only just been playing out a couple of years. Right? right. So I was always too scared kind of to play in front of people. Um, you know, I played some in high school with a couple of buddies. We did, like, talent shows. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, me diving in on the acoustic guitar and, like, really writing songs, that was probably 25, 26. So um, five or six years. Cool. Yeah. How about y'all? I've been writing since about 73, I, I, well, about 50 years. Was My first songwriting endeavor was about 73. Yeah. I was 20. I was, when I first got my, I mean, I always tried to write from the beginning. That's all I cared about mm-hmm. doing, but oh, yeah. I didn't write anything good for years, but, uh, so I guess I started trying right at 15. And, uh, was playing and 
clubs and stuff by 18. Yes. So I was a late bloomer. I didn't pick up the guitar till 18. <clears throat> and uh, it just fell into place after that. But, you know, we get people on here, you know, and uh, everybody's, you know, got a little bit of a different story to tell, but yet they, they all seem to be the same. <laughs> Right. When you get to a certain point, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's one of the things I like most about music, honestly. Is like yeah. The, pe the people I get thing. to meet, the people I talk mm -hmm. to, similar experiences, like realizing how much other people deal with stage fright. Mm -hmm. It's not just me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Those sort of things. I always heard if you picture the audience naked. <laughs> That's a good way to... I forget the words of the song when I do that. <laughs> Depends on the bar. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. You know? <laughs> or the laugh or cry. They, they probably tell that to preachers when they're first starting out. Picture your congregation naked. You won't have any problem. What about... till you start acting on those feelings. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blonde on the second pew. So you staying busy these days? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. It's well, been you had to up. go through the whole COVID thing about the time you started, didn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my first gig was yeah, it was during COVID. Really? That's when I started. Yeah, October twenty twenty. Um, October. Okay. Yeah, it's right in the middle of it. But yeah, I've been getting really lucky and meeting good people through open mics, and you know, it seems like. The more you put yourself out there, the more opportunities come your way and mm -hmm. uh, knock on wood. But yeah, so, like so far, so good, I guess. It seems like you're busy. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, you know, where I want to be. a but. lot of stuff out there, a lot of flyers and uh, uh, videos, uh, segments of places that you're playing and everything. Yeah, staying busy. Um, kind of starting to, I don't know, like – I'm playing more consistently than I than I was. I'm still not where I want to be, but I I know that I'm playing every week, no matter you know, no matter what, which is good. So, mm -hmm. getting there. And then I uh, I'm recording a live album in September, which I'm excited about. Where's it? Where's it going to be? I'll at? be at Blue Jay. Um, Blue Jay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So September awesome. 29th. Um, well, which tell, I can't uh, wait. Wonder what I got going on there. Tell. Uh, what's her name? Kara. Kara. Yeah. <laughs> tell Kara uh, that we said hello. And tell Kara's mama that I said hi. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I met her one night down there. Yeah, they're super yeah. nice. Um, mm -hmm. They've been incredible uh, mm -hmm. to get to know. I've gotten to play there a couple times now. And it's, we were talking a little bit earlier about what venues we like, but I think that's, yeah, you know, I'm excited to be re recording yeah. my first album there for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a good place to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a good room. Are yeah. you originally from Jacksonville? I am, yes, sir. Yeah, so you were born right in there. I was. I lived uh, <clears throat> I've lived there pretty much my whole life. I lived in Macon, Georgia for three years, but other than that, I've been in Jacksonville. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you, you know, see, to be 31, you would have been born in 92, I guess. Uh, Yeah, 91. 91. <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay. Got a birthday next month. All right. <laughs> so I'm 32, I guess, uh, in a couple weeks. 
I'll hold on to 31 as long as I can. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you better, because one day you wake <laughs> right. up and you're 70. That's what I hear. Uh, <laughs> Connor was born in 90? Uh, 93. Okay. Yeah. So that's your son? Connor's <coughs> yeah. his son, my, my drummer. Son. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. He drums with the Pine Box Dwellers. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, back in the... Uh, 70s, mid 70s. I I did a stint with the band three years, 70. It was about 75 through 78. But we played Jacksonville a lot, and I'm sure those clubs ain't around anymore. There's actually, wasn't but one club that we played there. The other gig that we had that was, uh, that amounted to something was uh. We played the the last year of the GJO at uh, Deerwood. Okay. And uh, the the very next year they moved to what was called the Swingers Tent. And uh, what Swingers <laughs> Golf? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the times they have changed. <clears throat> um. It was a big affair, you know, professional golf tournament. And we were the entertainment at the end of the night. They they had a mile-long bar in that swingers tent. It was a huge circus tent kind of thing. and Had a bar all down one side and table spread around, threw a, a portable dance floor down, makeshift stage, and went with it. Sounds pretty fun. But the very next year was the first year they moved it to uh, – TPC, which is, I think, where they still have it to this day at Sawgrass. Okay, yeah. yeah I've seen some music there. Yeah. Um, it's been a while, though. We played it for... Uh, place. Played the GJO and the TPC. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That just two two years. But the club we played down there was on Lim Turner, North Lim Turner. And it was... Uh, uh, Former uh, grocery store turned into a liquor store nightclub. You had the liquor store, you'd go in in the front. You'd go through the next set of doors, and you'd be in this big old nightclub. That's cool. And uh, Is the building still there? Do you know? I don't or? know. I, I, I'm so turned around down there anymore. Yeah. I mean, when you go to the airport the back way, you come right to Lim Turner. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ventured any further than 295 i just usually get on 295 at that point and go to where i'm going gotcha but uh back then it was a lot looser you know is it that was pre-295 i'm sure mm-hmm. it was uh it was uh there was a river right on the north side of it and you had uh middle class whites and lower class blacks no, you had lower class whites and middle class blacks. That was the demographic for right there. So we had a good mixture of folks in that nightclub. But uh, uh, I remember the first time rolling up there, it had blood on the sidewalk out front. And, hmm. and uh, Sonny's Lake Forest Lounge was the name of it. <laughs> Sonny's Lake Forest It had a, a good ring to it, you know, like happy. But uh, we used to call it a club for ugly people. 
Because <laughs> there were some ugly people going in there, you know. <laughs> That's the one where you don't want to picture them naked. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's good. It's good old memories, though. <clears throat> Jacksonville was was always in in my uh, sights. As, you know, when you get old enough to drive, at least for me, I was driving to Jacksonville. Concerts at the old Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, when I first started playing music, I would go down to Paulus's. I don't know if you remember the name of that store, but it's a Paulus music store in downtown yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, um, and then Marvin K, the big discount music store out on Beach Boulevard. Uh, of course, all of that's long gone. But music stores, going down there, buying records, skipping school, going down there. And uh, it was Sounds just nice. Good, school it was a good old, <laughs> I can't good old town. Yeah. <laughs> I used to go to the CD store in uh, Five Points. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, yeah, Five Points. Yeah. And because the mall had CDs here, but it was just like, you know, middle of the road stuff and you'd have to get anything cool you'd have to go down out of town and get something okay. yeah and because there wasn't you know internet and all that and uh streaming and yeah whatnot so like i would come back and like me and a friend of mine like he he was a little bit older so he was always uh you haven't heard this yet you know whatever it was tool or whatever <laughs> and uh so i was yeah, I don't remember. I'm sure it was a little small spot, but they had some cool stuff in there. It was yeah. right across the street from the edge. If that's probably not there anymore, any so five points has changed so much. Yeah. And it um, was a club. It was like a dance club. Yeah, it was right across the street from there. There was the Wendy's right there on the corner. That's San Marco, right? Five, uh, points? five, five points. It's right across the river from San Marco. San Marco. Yeah. Okay. So they're both. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there used to be. I mean, there was like Turtles, and then I remember my Blockbuster music, but that's over like between I don't think it was a chain. I think it was like and Lakeshore. I don't remember. There was a place called Caribbean Connection where we would go get like Ticketmaster tickets. But as far as CD stores, I'm like, sure my brother would remember, but it might not have been around when I was. Just like up. the head shop of CD stores or something. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, high school did you go to down there? Uh, I went to Episcopal. Episcopal. Mm -hmm. Um, fairly close to ages. Uh, um, Derek Trucks, aren't you? Maybe a little younger. Oh, let's see. I'm 31. I don't. I honestly don't know how old Derek Trucks is. Um, I'd imagine he's older, but not by a lot. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, me and my before my wife and I married, we used to uh, go Christmas shopping. Or we'd go to Jacksonville on a weekend. We both worked at the post office, the graveyard shift. So if we got a long weekend together, we'd get off work at about 1130 and haul ass to Jacksonville, you know. <laughs> and uh, we were in, uh, I believe it was, uh, what was it, Jack Rabbits or Apple Jacks? What was the name of that club? In Jack, Jack Rabbits. Jack Rabbits. We there. were in Jack Rabbits yeah. one day. We went. In, we got in there about two in the afternoon and just started drinking at the bar, you know. And we there was a little 
game machine, like a little CRT screen on the corner there, and we played some games and just was lost in love, you know, <laughs> was talking to each other. And uh, all of a sudden, time just flew by, and, and we looked up, and the place was filled with people, and there was a band getting on stage, and what time is it? <laughs> <clears throat> and they played one song, and then the front door opened up, and this about 12-year-old kid, this would have been about 91. He's 43. Oh, that's right. You were born in 91. That's right. Okay. He's 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 well older than you are. He's 43. And he walked in. This kid walked in, a little blonde-headed guy with shorts on, carrying a, a, a skateboard. He walked across. I followed him. Like, what? What? <laughs> What is this? And he walked across the dance floor, stepped up on the stage, leaned his skateboard up, and strapped on Les Paul, <laughs> and proceeded to play. <laughs> He's incredible. Um, yeah, I've been lucky to see him several times live. Um, yeah. Whether it's in Jacksonville or at. Wani yeah, or wherever. There. And he's he's always a joy to watch. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, Susan Tedeschi as well. She's yeah. got an incredible voice. Um, they put on the show, sure. Yeah. And, yeah. What uh, got you into wanting to play, uh, listening to like Inspirations? Yeah. Um, so around like mid-20s, I got into older folk music, um, like Towns and Bob Dylan. I started listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, some Woody Guthrie and mm -hmm. some older country, like Guy Clark and Blaze Foley mm -hmm. and um, some John Prine stuff. So I All just... Right. Sort of got more into the acoustic guitar and finger picking and uh, focusing on the lyrics and that sort of thing. So just sort of went from there. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, growing up, I listened to soul music. And um, in high school, it was kind of all over the place. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, in my mid-20s, I started getting into like singer-songwriter in like the country folk mm -hmm. realm. That's about the I time guess. I started finding that stuff too. Yeah. And I mean, I knew who Bob Dylan was yeah. prior, but I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't deep dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, same with Towns. Like mm -hmm. I knew who he was, but I'd say I was probably twenty four or so when I started like listening to songs over and over and mm -hmm. just being mm -hmm. blown away, touched by them, you know. But, yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> What about y'all? Like, what was your uh, that, that's first? Probably, like, first like he says, the stories are usually the same. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty much the same time. Like when I started getting into music, it was just like MTV came out, and it was just a bunch of bull crap on there. Now looking back, but uh, you know, I was like, oh, that, that was, was cool. Well, it, it was just it was, it was something yes. new to my brain, and uh, I think my first favorite band was Poison. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but uh, listen to some poison back in the day. You did, yeah. It's been a while, but I, um, I figured that you were too young to. No, yeah, my my brother was my brother and sister are both web. older, so <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, mean, I wouldn't call my like favorite band, but I remember listening singing and singing. Some well, they were just everywhere; you couldn't get away from. It. It yeah. was like, so at, at that age, I was just anything that was shoved down my throat. I was like, "Yeah, this is good," you know. Mm -hmm. You're usually very impressionable at that age too. Yeah, it's That's funny. what's amazing that you, in your 20s, uh, you've 
kind of grown out of some of that, but uh, still you had so much to be surrounded by and you went folk music. That's pretty, that's pretty smart. (laughs) I don't think it was intentional. I don't know what it was that drew me to it, to be honest with you. Part of it's the, I don't know, the lyrics hit you more Mm -hmm. in that style of songwriting. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're really paying attention to the words. Twenties is when you come into being a thinking man and stuff like that too. Yeah. Oh, I'm still not doing enough thinking, but um, yeah, it's definitely part of it. It's like growing, yeah. like trying to become a man. You start I guess. paying attention to everything that's going yeah. on in the song, and then oh, this is a little bit. This is cool for sure. <clears throat> we probably know a lot of the same folks. Uh, rub shoulders with a few people, you know. Putting on these music festivals, I get uh, bands up this way. Uh, you ever heard of a band? Chroma from Jacksonville. How about I don't think so. uh, a reggae band, Chilakai One, was the name of them. Uh, Jacksonville's a pretty big town, you know. Yeah. It's spread out. And it's uh, funny, like I'm. Spore, I, I, I have. S P O R E. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like embarrassed a lot of times when people ask me, but just being kind of new to it, mm-hmm. I've been sort of doing my mm-hmm. own. Um, just I play a lot of bars and restaurants, doing cover gigs and stuff like that. So there's probably about a hundred bands that I wish I had heard of that I mm-hmm. have not heard of. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. guy um, was probably already gone by the time you started, but his name was Brad Loretti, mm-hmm. and he did and kind of like an internship down there or something. Underbelly. Underbelly, and they put him up in an apartment, and it was the. Florida, uh, Jacksonville Music Association or something like that that was paying him a uh, kind of a commission or something to, uh, uh, I can't remember the exact, uh, he was the one that came up with the idea for us to have a songwriting contest okay. associated with the Grand Parsons guitar pool, and we did that for about three years in a row. And uh, we had the... The finalists at Underbelly one year with Ian Dunlop as the judge. He was he was uh, the original bass player for one of Graham's early bands, Graham Parsons' early bands. You familiar with Graham? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, you'd had to be. You know, <laughs> we'd all we'd getting into that folk music because he's on the borders. Of folk, country, yeah, and rock and roll. He's sort of like the the bridge of the gap, almost. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. He just uh, or like one of the connection pieces between a lot of different artists, Um, right? Yeah. Um. Anyhow, uh, Brad, um, something about Stetson Kennedy. You familiar with that name, Stetson Kennedy? I don't believe so. Uh. Look it up. Stetson Kennedy and Woody Guthrie were close friends. Okay. Stetson Kennedy owned a bunch of real estate down there. It was uh, on on uh, kind of like a, a, a nature preserve or something like that. And uh, in Jacksonville, right outside of Jacksonville, and Woody Guthrie used to go down there to. Right and or, or rehab or something. I don't remember what it was. Just <laughs> just to get out of the uh, 
just get away and became good friends with him. This was back in Woody Guthrie's time. You know. Anyhow, they've got a Stetson Kennedy Foundation. They've got, and I think that might have been what uh, Brad Loretti was a uh, uh, recipient of was something to do with that Stetson Kennedy Foundation. Uh, uh, he's, you know, ecological uh, music, you know, it's kind of like hits on several artistic yeah. points, you know, and, uh, and, uh, he was, he was a recipient of that. That's how we got to know each other okay. was, uh, <clears throat> through his, he contacted me wanting to, uh, perform at the Grand Parsons guitar pool one year. We kind of got to know each other. Uh, through that, but uh, um, you ever been been on that show down there? I've caught it on uh, back when I had cable TV on the Jacksonville station. It was Jacksonville. Uh, this is just a music program where they'd have like four different bands on there. And that, you know, it's about a 30 minute episode, you know, and they'd be playing in some theater on a stage and they'd. No, I haven't. You hadn't been on that? I, yeah. I'm not familiar with the program, but no, I, I definitely haven't. <laughs> um, I wish I was. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. But um, it's been a while. It's been a while since yeah. I've had cable. So. You ever been to the Jacksonville Zoo? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I feel like this is the Jacksonville yeah. under question. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville is so near and dear to yeah. me, you know. We used to have a, a weatherman on JXT. We only had one station in Waycross growing up. Yeah. And it was Channel 4. And so they have a show called River City Live that they, it's like a, a morning news program kind of deal, yeah. but local spotlights. And then they'll do, they usually do like one musical act uh, per episode or per week. Um, mm-hmm. So I've, I've gone on there, um, but it's, you know, you play one song. It's not four yeah. bands doing the yeah. full thing. But yeah, but yeah, it was great. They're super nice there. Was that uh, WJXD? Yes, sir. It was? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was one TV station. Uh, uh, that's all we got on our black and white TV. <laughs> and it was funny. Me and uh, all my relatives, my grandma and everything, she'd, so be on a first name basis with the weatherman, you know. It's just like you trusted them that much. It was the only income incoming source of anything out there besides the local newspaper that you had. So it was right. George Winterling was his name back in the day. Okay, and it'd be like, y'all want to go fishing today? Y'all want to go out to the lake? Uh, what did George say <laughs> about the weather? <laughs> How was the uh, stage fright when you did that? Uh, pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time. I always hate playing for less people. There were probably like less people standing around. Yeah, stuff. but it was almost. Yeah, I'd like. I'd rather be a at a house show or a seated audience yeah. than it's like the next like segment is like waiting off 
camera no. and like just and looking at you you've never met them before they're yeah. definitely not there to see you <laughs> right but, you know so yeah and i've never been on tv or on Hurry camera up, we got the really poodles like up that. next yeah. <laughs> right so it was intense but the people there were so nice um so hopefully, hopefully i get to go back sometime cool. this year i'm putting out awesome. a couple singles between now and uh the recording of the live album in september so i'm going to try to go back for one of those singles uh, to perform it so. so are these singles going to be a, a full album or are you just releasing a few singles at just releasing them and yeah. then um doing it so doing do, the live thing. yeah i got two more singles and then the live album and then just kind of go from there i'll probably do a full length after that and you've got a full length on spotify right or is it or, so i got five songs so it's i guess it's songs. categorized as an ep just because yeah, it's yeah. not you know long enough i, I listened but, to so many on there i couldn't remember what was on what oh thanks um uh, yes yeah, so i put out an ep like october of 21 and then i've done uh two singles okay. you know fairly recently and then i got two more coming okay so cool. yeah. it'll be nine songs out total and then the live album should, i'll, I'll should just kind of put you put you on there and let it rotate so i don't know what song yeah. was you know when i'm listening to and did you say where you your live album was going to be recorded uh yes sir. i'm doing it at blue jay on the 29th that's right blue september Jays. 29th yes sir and so it's going to be one venue yes not sir. a collection of different places right so um, how are you going to accomplish that i mean is somebody coming in or did they offer uh yeah so i did um like i've become friends with them i got mm -hmm. a musician i know in jacksonville he does that uh, live audio production and he Ooh. does some video production he's got a podcast as well what's his um, name anton laplume um it's called bottom of the bill is the podcast that they do but um okay he uh he'll be him and chris and um jack mock i believe will be you know doing the sound and awesome yeah i'm excited and yeah i still need to when did you talk to all these people because uh, it's like six months away so i haven't ironed out every little detail but i just have, have you got a definite date i've yet? got the date yes what, sir. what is that september 29th september 29th yes sir i'm really excited so that gonna be on a weekend it's a friday 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 night mm -hmm. but uh my calendar yeah i was fixing to say uh if it's a variety or now yeah, we love, booked, love for you to be there be, it'd be fun to go to something yeah, like that book yeah. in St. Simons, but. yeah do you ever uh uh play beyond jacksonville or is, i mean jacksonville is enough to support a man you know <laughs> I, it's really? been great I, yeah. I love it it's home uh i got a lot of friends there mm -hmm. all my family's there or most of my family's there excuse me mm -hmm. most of my family all my friends but uh the goal is to start playing like I, eventually i want to i want to travel full-time eventually mm. <laughs> it's kind of mm -hmm. my goal uh it's hard to get there but um you know i i've only really played in st augustine and gainesville um okay. haven't really done much road tripping but that's it's on you the should, agenda uh, <laughs> uh, let us put you in touch with a few people up uh, yeah. around golden isles you know that'd I be great you, yeah, you'd probably go over at boondocks popping, real yeah. good you okay that's uh well they're new as far as their live music goes they've been a typically a karaoke bar for a long long time and and maybe having a live band in on new year's or something but now they're uh, uh throwing a lot of uh time into into uh live music 
with specifically out of town artists is okay. what they're going for. They're they're uh, shying away from the local, you know, <laughs> since they have the opportunity to book local. There's a slew of musicians over there, and right, but you know, there's a lot of places to play too. Oh. And they're being seen. All those locals are being seen on a regular basis at all those other places. That's the way she's thinking. She's thinking, it's I want to get different. some out-of-town bands. Yeah, I think that's an interesting... Uh, Something different. ...idea. And um, I'd absolutely love to play over there. That's kind of... It's like that area, Savannah, Brunswick, mm-hmm. um, and then also like St. Augustine, Daytona, and Gainesville, yeah. just kind of... Up and down the coast. Starting to get a little bit... Mm-hmm. Of road tripping going, Dave <laughs> and the goal. Dave and I, or Pine Box Dwellers and Dave, are we've been doing this thing. Uncle Dave's Waycross Stagecoach, which usually yeah. is a bigger bill of a uh, bunch of artists. And I we saw that on, on three line. or four artists. It looked really cool. Everybody will do like a thirty minute set, and then we all come together at the end, kind of thing, and do a tribute. Mm-hmm. Usually, but uh, but just me and Connor and Dave are going road April, tripping. Road tripping in April. We're going. Pioneer Town, California, we're playing out there. And, oh, uh, wow. Staying at Joshua Tree and roommate where Graham died. And uh, wow. we're uh, playing two nights in Vegas at different spots. Mm. And just going doing this. We didn't get as many bu- booked as we wanted, but we're just going to go do it and see it. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of play what my plan whatever is. We'd want. <laughs> yeah. As soon as, I, as soon as I'm able to get a van, like, or, you know, if I can. Mm-hmm sleep in the vehicle i can't sleep in my vehicle right now right. but uh i mean i suppose i could but yeah. you know comfortably uh we're semi be, comfortably we're gonna be going out there in hatchbacks and probably sleeping in them too so yeah uh, <laughs> it's gonna be fun yeah. when that's in april you said mm-hmm. yeah, that's really, uh april starts on saturday well oh. we're leaving april 10th, 10th. okay 10th. not too far we'll though. come back uh may 1st i guess Yes, so for all you people watching and listening, uh, April tenth was a long time back. That time this <laughs> yeah, episode are, is shown. <laughs> yeah, they, we record them ahead of time. But uh, we we sure did have a good time. Missed you. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna we're going to uh, commemorate a lot of it with cell phones, uh, uh, maybe some YouTube uh, lives and. Uh, take a lot of home movies while we're out there. Are y'all driving together in one vehicle? Or you one vehicle, carpool, or two vehicles. Well, huh? We're going to two vehicles. Uh, Are we going to one vehicle? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Save gas. Really? Yeah. Me and Lynn's gonna be in the back seat. Really? Yes. How the hell are we gonna put everything in there? Well, that's why. I Surprise! <laughs> I thought y'all were driving too. I yeah, that, was that was the original plan. <laughs> Well, when Andy dropped out, I said, You squeezed it on. Money it. saver. And I said, How are we going to do that? Econo. <laughs> but, but y'all have hula Connor's hoops. Gonna be, Connor's the biggest His car. wife makes and uses hula hoops. Uh, and they're as big as for me to Justin. That doesn't sound like a. a I don't think that's going to go in. We're going to do a practice pack. If the oh, practice no. pack don't work. See, I thought y'all were driving sick. Well, if the practice pack. I even pack, said that this morning. <laughs> so I'm glad you're driving separate, Dave. Well, you just got in your car and left. Yeah. You, well, yeah. 
If if the practice See, pack job don't work, before. Uh, then we'll take two vehicles. You just leave first. I mean, problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Say, Dave, I'll, I'll, I'll see I already, you. I've already left. Yeah, I'll see you in Texas. Uh, we'll we'll be bringing the hula hoops. Some griffins we're, are we're, we're right behind you. No, and plus the fact that if Donald goes, he's got an RV. What does that got to do with we can stick us hula being hoops in one car? In the, we can stick hula hoops He's in the RV. He's not going to follow us around. <laughs> do y'all have uh, stops planned along the way, like between here and California? Or are you kind of we got what? a few? Yeah. yeah. You playing shows on the way out there? Or are you doing shows? Well, on the that was back? the plan, but yeah, we really got a whole week it's, to kind of kill getting out there because we didn't have anything. It right. was tough doing because you know Reaching we don't have far. an agent. We don't have any kind of they don't know who we formality, are. you know. We just <laughs> shot these emails out and around, and I was surprised to get any response. Right, that's the and we did get some response. Part, and and uh, a friend of Sean's helped us get the couple of gigs in Las Vegas, and well, I, that was somebody I yeah. met online. That's but, cool. Um, it's it's. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But yeah. I figure we go if we can go out there one time and shake some hands and talk to some people, mm-hmm. we can do it next year easy. Yeah, I think the more you, the more you go. That's what I have some friends that are a little more experienced, at least in the southeast, of like driving around and, mm-hmm. and get, getting gigs. And it's like the more you do it, the more people you meet, the easier yeah. it gets. Once you have a contact at a venue, yeah. you've got a contact at that mm-hmm. venue. So, it just takes time, I guess. Right. But, We've been doing that around the South a lot. We'll go down yeah. to like Sebastian, Florida. We just got back from there, like St. Patrick's Day. Played a brewery down there and a nice brewery fest. And uh, and we'll go to North Carolina, South Carolina. Sometimes it's been probably a few years since we've been up there. But <clears throat> yeah, we'd like to stretch out. This Y'all played in Vegas before? You said you're playing in I've Vegas. I've never been to Vegas before. <laughs> yeah. Never been further west I, than Texas. Okay. Yeah, so this is going to be an eye-opener. Where are you playing out there? Like, what kind of Well, actually, spaces? we did go to Hawaii last year, me and my wife, but we flew. Yeah. You know, so I was looking down at the desert <laughs> the, and the uh, mountain ranges. This is going to be a first-hand experience. Double Down Saloon, which I think is a, like a punk bar. Yeah, and cool. then the Hunt Ridge Tavern. In the Hunt Ridge Tavern. Very cool. And the day before that, we're playing at Red Dog Saloon in Pioneer Town, California. So we're playing two saloons in the tavern. <laughs> you said you wanted to go out west. <laughs> yeah, two saloons, right. a tavern, Bring your hat. and a bar. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, we'll be playing two saloons, a tavern, a recording studio, and a bar. Record studio. Dweeb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be uh, debuting their uh, CD release while in Athens. That's where they recorded up up in Athens. Athens, GA? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's one of my favorite towns. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, a friend of ours from here, a friend of, friend of ours from here, Charlie Chastain, he's a teacher at this, this recording school. <coughs> and, uh, he called us, called us up. I thought he was still in overseas. Like he, he's been over in like, I think Germany and Russia and working studio stuff. And uh, he said, "Hey man, I'm in Athens and I'm working at this school, <clears throat> and we got our first. This is a new school and everything, but this amazing. This place, they've got 
so so much money in this stuff. But uh, this is their first students. Uh, it's like, I've done, we've done all the uh, classroom Pro Tools stuff we can do. We need hands-on. Hands on. We need these kids to be recording a band. Would would y'all like to come up? And uh, I'll give you anything we record, you know, oh, that's for cool. helping us out. And we're like, yeah, cool. So we had two days, and we went up there, and that turned into an album. Like yeah. we ended, uh, The first day we recorded just me and Connor, and uh, we were whipping out the song so quick, and it was going so fast that he's like, hey, we got this whole other day. And we got friends up there, and they knew some people, and started making some calls, and we got all the extra players to come in the next day, and it ended up being this album that mm-hmm. we're coming out with. That's awesome. Do y'all have a release date set? Um, We're having a CD release party this Thursday in St. Simons. And then April 1st, it hits streaming. And then we're going on our coast-to-coast trip. And uh, when we get to Athens, we'll have another CD release party or an album release party at Tweed Recording Cool, where we recorded it. I just found out about that. They they just asked us to do that. That was cool. That's awesome. Because that, they got this concert room there called the Lewis Room, which is kind of like a it's a big building that runs from one block to the other block, and uh, they have two studio, two big studios in there, and then two smaller mix rooms, and the Lewis Room, which is like a little concert hall, which they also teach uh, live production stuff Ooh. in there. And uh, so I think when we play, that'll be students running the sound. But they say it's the second best sounding room in Athens. So. That's amazing. That I, sounds really cool. I guess the best one is Georgia Theater, probably. I want to check that out. Athens is amazing. My dad yeah. went there. My brother went there. To school? I, yeah. And I've, I've been up there a bunch. To, and Connor went up there. To visit. Mm-hmm. It's a fun town. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of good music, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's a fun bar crawl town. Yeah. See a band here, have a beer. Go to there's the next. too many. Oh, yeah, right. just keep on going. <laughs> that'll, that'll be our last gig of the uh, road trip. We'll be at the Nowhere Bar. Yeah. That's where my brother worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a bouncer and a bartender there. For, for, so he knows George, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't know him, but uh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> George Massey yeah. is the uh, okay. owner. Yeah. It was based on some sky. Sky. I've met Sky before. Did you? It's been, okay. it's been a long like time. The heart, but when I went the up there to visit, soul of that yeah, place, he passed I mean, away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been going up there for decades now. And, uh, it's a cool spot. Mm-hmm. I saw some. I don't even remember the name, but there was one time I was up there visiting my brother. We saw some blues band, and they CJ? just. Was it? Uh, I won't remember the name. His name <laughs> the big guy. Connor used to yeah. play with big black guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, C- and he C? absolutely brought the house down. Uh, Connor played drums with them a yeah, lot. They I mean, had okay. a blues night they got every Monday. Rotating night. players too. But, yeah, it was yeah. it was insane. Big C, <laughs> big C in the moonshine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad yeah. I asked because <laughs> I've always been like, you've had him. Is you've had them down night. here, mm-hmm. or did they just come visit? No, they played at the festival one year. Um, That's funny. Small world. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, what years was your brother working there? You, you know, uh, let's see. He graduated high school in 04. 
Oh, fool. So he was probably like around somewhere from the. I, I honestly don't remember what years of school, but I'd right. say in between 2006, 2010, somewhere in there. That was kind of about the first time we wound up. I I wound up up there. Was right along there. Yeah. Around the same time we we did uh, uh, Hummingbird. Macon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there a bunch. Mm-hmm. Places yeah. cool, too. I never played there. I I just went there. You said you lived there for three years. Three years was that older or younger? Uh, see, I was twenty. Okay, so you two when I moved there. So twenty two to twenty five. All right, old enough to go go out and see some stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, about the time we were playing there. They had Bourbon Bar and Hummingbird and Barefoot Tavern and yeah. Yeah, like Cherry Street and all that. Yeah. Bacon's cool. I like their downtown. <laughs> yeah. We used to play uh, Hummerbird a lot back in the day. Around 05, 06, 07. Yeah. We were there quite a bit. <clears throat> I want to go see the new Capricorn up there. We've seen that. you we, seen it? Uh-huh. We What'd went you think? to a show. Uh, What's his name? Vincent Neil Emerson. We saw Vincent Neil Emerson. Oh, really? In the, a, he was in the small room. We hadn't seen the big. Apparently, there's a bigger room. He's awesome. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. good. I got to meet him when he played at yeah, he, Ponte Music Concert Hall, and I was like freaking out. <laughs> yeah, he was talking with us and hanging out. He with was him. so humble, such a nice yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, he put on an amazing show. Yeah. So did uh, Charlie Crockett. Cool. But, yeah. Hey, Charlie. It was a good one. Well, y'all want to take a little break? Come back and play some music? Sure. That sounds Have good. You play some yeah. music. We'll be right back, folks, with our guest, Rambler Kane. Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins gonna find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. back from break and we're going to have pat play play us some songs that's rambler man. that's rambler rambling that's pat rambler, man. don't call me pat <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> does anybody call you rambler some people do uh um, shows that like, don't know yeah people i haven't really met yet it will be like oh hey rambler nice to meet you but most i like almost all my friends call me pat <laughs> thank god <laughs> yeah so what's yeah. this first song you got? Uh, this first one's called Fool's Gold. Um, we were talking about songwriting. This is one of the first ones I've written where like, the lyrics came first before the guitar Gold. melodies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's called Fool's Gold. Wish I could sweep you off your feet Yeah, but knights in shining armor tell the truth I'm just a beggar in the village And a liar with a life that shows the proof I don't like to drink And a good man never told a lie 
But there's horns upon my saddles And I'm guessing that my breath still smells right So let me down slow Oh honey, I know Yeah, there's nothing in this world can stay If we're lucky, we'll turn old and gray Always knew that I'd die young anyway Oh, and pity those behind who have to stay As if this world's ever really shining gold Yeah, if this world's ever really shining gold It's fool's gold I could sweep you off your feet Yeah, but knights in shining armor Tell the truth But I'm just a beggar in the village And a liar with life This shows the proof I don't like to drink And a good man never told a lie But there's horns upon my shadows And I'm guessing that my breath Still smells right So let me down slow Oh honey, I know Yeah, there's nothing in this world can stay If we're lucky, we'll turn old and gray Always knew that I'd die young anyway Oh, and pity those mine who have to stay As if this world's ever really shining gold If this world's ever really shining gold It's fool's gold anyway Yeah, I like it. That's good. <laughs> there you go. Mighty good. Thanks a lot. So this is uh, Martin Guitar that you're playing. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, you ordered it special from the Martin. Uh, yeah. So t- there was zero percent financing yeah. at Guitar Center, but yeah. they could still order from factory. So nice. that's what I did. <laughs> I know a girl that works up there at the Martin factory. In fact, when we was talking about maybe doing a East Coast run, she said, "I probably get y'all a gig at the Martin that. factory. That'd be fun to do the stagecoach up that way." Yeah, for sure. Um, what gauge strings do you use? Uh, the 12, 53s. Yeah. Medium? Yes, sir. Medium. Well, I guess it's light gauge. It's, light it's, light gauge. it's light not gauge. the custom light, yeah. but it's the yeah. yeah regular light gauge. Gotcha. 12.53. Sounds great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you, you wrote the song lyrics first. Was there a reason that you didn't have it? I mean, did, like we said before. the <clears> It was kind of like... Uh, <laughs> It was you a, didn't have the guitar there, or um, sort of riding? a dark, a dark drunk night, and I had yeah. a legal like legal pad and a, a pen, but but no guitar. And <laughs> no, no guitar. Well, I mean, I had a guitar, but you were just in the apartment. The song, but yeah. I just yeah, mm-hmm. just started writing. Was kinda. it anywhere in your head that the end result was that kind of like how no. you, you're writing? It's just poetry. 
Yeah, like I Basically. didn't have. So you didn't have the melody. I didn't have a melody. Oh yeah. wow! But you at least you got a a, a tempo. Kind yeah, of, uh, I used or, like you know, a, like a. It was almost like a up and down, of yeah, rhythm to the words type deal. Yeah, more than a melody, but yeah. eventually I found a guitar part that fit for it, or it, it felt like it fit for it. Oh yeah, so definitely that was does. great. Well, thanks, I appreciate it. You got some more? Yeah. Um, Trying to remember where I put my capo now. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, this next one, I figured I'd play. I've been thinking about Towns Van Zandt a lot lately, and uh, we were talking about him earlier. So mm-hmm. this song is called Troubadour, and uh, like I said earlier, a close friend of mine gave me a Towns book yesterday, yeah. <laughs> and um, he's kind of my hero and. Uh, he had a quote that inspired this song. It was uh, along the lines of a funny thing as a songwriter, you know, you can write a song and two or three years later it comes true, <laughs> which I'm sure y'all can relate. <laughs> and it is a funny thing. He said it keeps you on your toes. And um, I decided to try to write a song with that in mind, like, can I make something come true? Right. <laughs> so I wrote this song. Uh, it's kind of about my dream, which we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, driving around the country and mm-hmm. playing anywhere that they'll have me sort of deal. Um, that's all I want to do is play live. So um, it's called Troubadour. Yeah. All right. Headline, never played a big stage. All I want is white lines, them country roads and highways. Just get me to the next town, sing on in the ball light. Guitar lays my heart down, I'm leaving in the moonlight. I Traveling troubadour, yeah, just 
run into the next town Sing on in the ball light Get tall as my heart down I'm leave on in the moonlight I About two years, so well, maybe, maybe got a year left. A year left to make it come true. I guess. Okay, no, it's coming true, long by long. Yeah. Thank you. You, know, you was talking during the break about uh, plotting out uh, the last half of August for some out of town hoping yeah. bookings, <laughs> hoping for it. And uh, I think we're gonna make it happen. Uh, where you gonna be on a gig with us? Sounds good. Waycross Stagecoach. Oh, I'd love uh, to. We That'd shall. Definitely make that happen. We want to do our part to make that song come true. <laughs> I'm, I'm very flattered. I'd be grateful. <laughs> now, we'd Thank love you. to have you, too. Yeah. Thanks it's, for having me here. This has been awesome. A, uh, excellent songwriting, mm-hmm. good singing, good and finger picking. I used to do that a lot when I was just first starting to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of guys that I was patterning after right along in there, you know, Neil Young and uh, Dan Fogelberg and all that stuff was real fresh right when I was starting. So, right. But if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. <laughs> I swear to God, it's hard for me to finger pick now. Yeah. I'm just sloppy with it now. But back then, I, I had it down pretty good. Not as good as you do, but... Uh, <laughs> That's you ever do anything kind of... uh, in uh, open tunings or alternate tunings? You I ever do. tried any of that? Yeah. I, I, it's kind of weird. I, I play yeah. in like open C sharp sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another guitar that I use that for, but I haven't been doing it too much in shows because it's like, you know, swapping out guitars. You have to, especially yeah. if, I'm only, if I only get 25 or 30 minutes. Right. I'm not, yeah, not going to yeah. do that. But uh, I've started to think about doing it this summer at my longer gigs. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm playing three hours, I might as well do maybe 25 or 30 minutes mm-hmm. on that open tuning. But I haven't whipped it out yet, but I do have songs in that too. <clears throat> it's yeah. interesting how that will, just something uh, that takes the place of your normal uh, method of, of playing or sitting down, you know. If you just swap to a piano, yeah, or swap to a just, tenor guitar. It, cha- it changes. What it you just changes. Your mind just goes into a whole nother place. And <laughs> absolutely, uh, usually when I have done that in the past, uh, some fresh idea will come rolling out. You know, hundred percent in a hurry, rather than when you pick up your same old, same old, and you sit there. And it's kind of like you beating your head, <laughs> trying to get something to come. Even yeah. like you broke a string and then you continue to sit there and practice and play and like play mm-hmm. around that like you'll mm-hmm. come up with I'll, I'll come up with different things that, or just I don't know like anything that's going to bring something different to it that's mm-hmm. not going to have you play in the same yeah for stuff sure that you play mm-hmm. every time you pick mm-hmm. it up kind of thing no absolutely yeah alternate is real helpful for that well, you got something else you'd like to sure, yeah. throw at us? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. I just kind of thought about one song, but I, I'll do another one, I guess. Okay. It's finger picking, but <laughs> that's what I like to do. Is it all all your stuff finger pick, picking? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I have some that I'm strumming so through, but yeah, I never you use never a, play pick. With a pick. Right. Um, That'll play hell on your uh, cuticles. <laughs> yeah, I did some of that all over the weekend. <laughs> Not so cute now, are they? Not so cute now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this one is called Good Old Day, and this one's about, uh, I don't know, I spend a lot of time, or have spent a lot of time, uh, thinking about the past and the future, and, you know, I can sort of rack my brain just thinking about, worrying about things that have already happened, or worrying about things that might happen, or mm-hmm. building out, you know, doomsday scenarios in my head for my mm-hmm. own personal life, mm-hmm. and, um, so this song's about just focusing on the now um, okay. and the power of that, I guess. It's called Good Old Day. I wrote a little song just in case I die tonight. I hope it finds you well, yeah, hope you feel all right Been thinking about my time, yeah, and how it all got spent Been searching for my mind, wondering where the hell it went But if redemption is a drug, maybe music is my dose Yeah, and God, it's hard to find, but some songs can get us close no more fretting for the future, no more pondering the past Your time is slipping by, yeah she's moving mighty fast Feet upon the ground, your mind in line somehow Believe me when I say, only good old days now Yeah, believe me when I say, the only good old days now Forget about the nights I spent drinking in the bars And forget about the whiskey that we sip beneath the stars Forget those memories, yeah, you know they're gonna fade I'll forget about the love, all the love I wish we made No more fretting for the future, no more pondering the past your time is slipping by, yeah, she's moving mighty fast Feet upon the ground, your mind is lying somehow Believe me when I say, the only good old days now Yeah, believe me when I say, the only good old days now
lonesome is a verb I lonesome with the best Like a drunk out on the curb All the losses in my chest Yeah, and God, it's hard to find But some songs can get us close Guess redemption is a drug Maybe music is my dose No more fretting for the future No more pondering the past Your time is slipping by Yeah, she's moving mighty fast Feet up on the ground Your mind in line somehow Believe me when I say The only good old days now Believe me when I say The only good old days now Uh, Thanks, Thank you so much. That was a whole lot of levels. <laughs> That's a great song. It's a great message. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. Past is past. Future, <laughs> you never know what's going to come in the future. You can't guess it. Amen. Uh, that, that was a, that's some kind of a saying there. That's why they call uh, the present a gift. <laughs> present. <laughs> Yeah, gift. It's, it's all we have, right? <laughs> um, as a songwriter, I picked up on a lot of things there. Alliteration in uh, fretting about the future and pondering the past. <laughs> yeah. you know, I love that. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like to mess around. Really with good. Really like good. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're picking. Uh, I bet you know who this is. It reminds me a lot of a troubadour. He's no longer with us, but was from that area, Gamble Rogers. So I'm playing at Gamble Rogers Fest uh, <laughs> April 16th. <laughs> would be. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, he was, man. Yeah. Uh, he had that hard driving. Uh, 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 he was next level. He's, finger yeah. picking, uh, flat picking. I think he got into the actual flat picking. He could do some of that really uh Technical stuff yeah. and talk them stories over it at the same time. Yeah, he's all over the place to tell the story. You know, <laughs> that's the part. What that, a, um, what a talent he was. Man. Yeah, I think that I, I I definitely don't have that um, abil- you, ability in between songs to like uh, to tell stories. That's what well, I something I'm trying it. to develop as I as I come out of my shell. It takes age. It takes age and. I haven't found yeah. it yet. Well, I, so there's guys that can. I mean, they, you would listen. I'd I'd listen yeah. to some guys for four hours. If, yeah. You know, if, just if they'd play yeah. that long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just to. Todd Snyder is a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy Clark. John Brown. John Brown. John Craigie. Um, they're yeah. out there. It's just mm-hmm. I, I don't have that skill set. Part of it's nerves. Part of it's lack of life experience. Part I, of it's I, I, never I playing to, on the road. Talk, yet. Anytime I try to tell a story on stage, it just falls. <laughs> Flat as hell, man. I hope to get there. I'm between now and September 29th. I'm doing everything I can to (laughs) have an entertaining set, at least um, at Blue Jay. But yeah, hearing uh, in your voice like Nathaniel Rateliff kind of stuff. You listen to him at all? I do. That's that's very kind of you to say. But yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, Um, soulful. He's got incredible songs. Um, Real deep thinker like that mm-hmm. guy he's good deep emotional delivery too he's awesome i was getting some of those vibes mm-hmm. oh thanks yeah i think he's from denver is that right or boulder i don't know enough about him but 
I just know that the night switch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see him so live. He played it, uh, Blue Jay, and the whole band. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, I saw it, and I was like, hey, Kara, hey. She goes, sorry. <laughs> like, it's, there's no way. <laughs> it's, it's sold out. Like, there's n- <laughs> what, you know. Yeah. I've, I've wanted to see him for a while. Um, he's he's up there for me, like, as far as the newer guys. Yeah. Or, like, you know, he's got so modern, much, like, active like, like your songs, guys. too. He's got he's got a lot of energy in his songs. Yeah. Really good vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a song called You Should Have Seen the Other Guy mm-hmm. that I'm absolutely obsessed with. <laughs> it's just, it's to me, it's a genius song. Yeah. Yeah. And his vocals are incredible. I've heard it once, I, I think. Don't they have a video for it or something? You know, I honestly don't know. I just uh, re- I listen to it I know I've heard that song. <laughs> I can't remember it at the moment, but I've, I've heard that song because yeah. I remembered it. Is that kind of cool. coming? I'm sure there's a twist to it, but is it coming from the fact that you show up all beat up and 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 somebody says something to you and you say, yeah, you should <laughs> see the other guy. So it's kind of a play on that, but he's like, at the beginning of the song, it's like, if we get out of this fight, <laughs> you're going to have to wreck my head. It's... Yeah, it's genius. Well, folks, we're going to do a little tale of the week for you right now. And this is uh, uh, one that I wrote here a while back. Uh, You ready on your end, JM? Uh, It starts off with a quote from Joy to the World. I'm a high-life flyer and a rainbow rider, a straight-shooting son of a gun. Well, this episode's tale of the week, I will invoke the theory of six degrees of separation and attempt to link Elvis Presley with the 1980s movie Gremlins. Here we go. Check this out. In 1955, May... Boren Axton, an English teacher at DuPont High School in Jacksonville, Florida, co-wrote Heartbreak Hotel, Elvis's first number one hit on the Billboard pop charts. May Axton was the mother of singer-songwriter Hoyt Axton, who played the father that gave his son a pet mogwai for Christmas in The Gremlins. Done. Thank you. End of tale. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't take too long. I figured they'd have a cure for premature substantiation by now. Well, Hoyt Axton was Hoyt Wayne Axton was born in Duncan, Oklahoma, on March twenty fifth, nineteen thirty eight. The son of May and John Axton. His father, a naval officer, moved the family to Jacksonville in nineteen forty nine. Hoyt studied classical piano as a child before switching to guitar, writing his first songs at the age of 15. He graduated from Robert E. Lee High School in 1956 and headed off with a football scholarship to Oklahoma State University for a brief stint before enlisting in the Navy, serving aboard the USS Princeton. Following his military discharge in 61, He started singing folk songs in San Francisco nightclubs. In the early 60s, Axton released his first folk album, The Balladeer, which included this self-penned original, a big hit song for the Kingston Trio called Greenback Dollar. 
1963. Some people say I'm a no count, others say I'm no good, but I'm just a natural born traveling man, doing what I think I should, oh yeah, doing what I think I should. And I don't give a damn about a greenback, a dollar, spend it as fast as I can, for a wailing the only things that I understand, oh yeah, the only things that I understand, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that's, uh, you can tell that he's a folky, he's got that, uh, he had a little more grit in it, and uh, I never did get on the folk train too hard, because some of it sounded kind of hokey. I didn't think he sounded like that. I don't remember him sounding like he's that. Got yeah, a, that's where he started. Oh, he's got yeah. some other stuff. I, oh, yeah. I listened to him on the way up here. Did really? you? That's what's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. He has a song called, uh, or he had a version of the song called Cocaine on a mm. live album that was really good mm -hmm. that I heard on the way up. Cool. Came on my Discover Radio. Due to a crooked music publisher, Hoyt made a mere $800 from that song. Said he... I'd only been in the music business a year, so I didn't know anything. How could I sue when the whole point of the song was how I didn't give a damn about a greenback dollar? <laughs> <laughs> he said, the singer-songwriter had about, a... Uh, talking about painting yourself in a corner. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> the singer-songwriter had a pleasant and distinctive bass baritone vocal style that lent itself well to his homey character-driven songs. But his lasting contribution to the world was as the man who wrote hit songs made famous by some of music's finest. In the late 60s, Steppenwolf recorded two of his songs, The Pusher and Snowblind Friend. The, push, the Pusher graced their 68 album, Steppenwolf, and was immortalized in the 1969 movie Easy Rider. I did not know he wrote those. The financial rewards were finally paying off. Hoyt recalls, One Saturday morning I went to the mailbox and there was a check for $14,000 for the use of the song in Easy Rider. I had a real nice weekend, and then on Monday another ten grand came in. <laughs> wow. $24,000 in two days. <laughs> that movie couldn't have made that much money. Oh, it did, too. Easy Rider was probably the top movie, one of the top what, really? movies of 69. Yeah, it was, it was a I mean, I know, it, I, I know it's a classic now, but I didn't think it was that big at the time. This is Snowblind Friend from that Steppenwolf, that uh, album, the uh, Steppenwolf 7. I've heard that so many different colors. Got a Chris Christopherson feel to it. Of some unholy bathroom in some ungodly home. Next Monday, 
for his mind. Did you say you think he's blind? It's awesome. He only had a dollar because he got screwed up with, with that first dollar. So. <laughs> All right. By the early 70s, Axton had signed on with Steppenwolf's management company, Dunhill, which also happened to be Three Dog Night's label. In 71, Three Dog Night released Hoyt's song, Joy to the World. And we don't have to play that one. Everybody knows it. I didn't know Hoyt wrote all these songs. You didn't? Yeah. As a single, which proceeded to shoot to the top of the charts and was certified gold for selling one million units in less than two months. Later same year, Three Dog Night recorded and released another Axton original, Never Been to Spain, <laughs> which was subsequently recorded by Elvis, Cher, Akintina Turner, and Waylon Jennings. There's a line in Never Been to Spain that goes, Well, I've never been to England, but I kind of like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Turns out in 1974, one of the Beatles, Ringo, was in Los Angeles to record his Goodnight Vienna album. Axton dropped by the studio. Oh, yeah, that's, that's never been there. Everybody's pretty much heard this too, I'm sure. Never gonna lose it. I can't refuse it. Well, I've never been to <laughs> so in nineteen seventy four, one of the Beatles was in Los Angeles to record his Good Night Vienna album, Ringo Starr. Hoyt dropped by the studio with an acetate copy of his new song called No No Song. A humorous song about a man constantly being offered drugs and alcohol. He presented to Ringo for inclusion on the record. The lady that I know just came from Colombia. She smiled because I did not understand. Then she held out some marijuana. She said it was the best in all the land. And I said, no, 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 I don't smoke it no more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. Thank you, please. It only makes me sneeze. Then it makes it hard to find the door. <laughs> and you know, it almost didn't come to pass. The Beatles drummer flat out refused to cut it. He said, I'm not going to sing a song about falling all over the floor. <laughs> In the final hours before the album was finished, as a testament to the brilliance of Ringo's producer, Richard Perry, had seen the potential of the song from the start. Perry managed to get the rhythm section to lay down the music and then convince Ringo to record a vocal track. No No Song became a huge hit for Ringo and went to number three in the U.S. Axton himself was a big proponent of drug use, and following a stroke in 95, he continued using marijuana to relieve his pain and stress. His mother, May Axton, suffered a heart attack and drowned in a hot tub at her Tennessee home in 97. Hoyt also died of a heart attack in Victor, Montana 
on October 26, 1999, at the age of 61. On November 1, 2007, he and his mother were inducted into the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, the first mother and son to each have written a number one pop single in the rock era. Wow. How about that? That's amazing. That's an interesting story. Uh, very talented uh, yeah. songwriters. Old Hoyt Axton. And the fact that he was a movie star, too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know all that. Yeah. I didn't either. Especially they'd never been to Spain. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. he wrote that. Seemed like there might have been one more that jumps out there that he that he wrote. I can't remember. I, I probably should have included it in that story, but but anyhow, he was a troubadour. You're a troubadour. You are too, and I reckon I could be. Trouble, <laughs> trouble door is what I am. You're double door. <laughs> but uh, so. Uh, Y'all can catch uh, Rambler Kane out there, uh, mostly in and around Jacksonville in the next few months, but uh, kind of start looking for him in your neck of the woods, uh, up and around uh, middle South Georgia and, and different places in Florida. You got a website? You got uh, social media? Yeah. Um, Rambler Kane. Oops, sorry. Yes, uh, Rambler Kane, Kane with a K, uh, K-A-N-E. So it's ramblercane.com, and that's how you can find me on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, we urge you to check him out live. Check him out online as well. You'll see a lot more than what he just did here tonight, although that was excellent. Thank you all so much for having me. This has been a lot yes, of fun. Yes, sir. We appreciate you. you. And, yeah, yes, sir. You should call your next Abel. album Abel. Abel? Cain and Abel. Oh. <laughs> you know, I had a list that included a few plays on the word, and that was one of them. Cain and Abel, Cain is Abel. Raising Cain. Uh, Raising Cain. <laughs> there were a few different ones, but landed on Rambler Cain. <laughs> and for the girls, you could do Sugar Cain. <laughs> Abel rambling. <laughs> uh, and be sure to uh, be watching out around September 29th for the release of his Live album from the Blue Jay Listening Room in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. So recording, yeah, that's recording. When yeah, that's where it's going to take when the place. Show will be. Yeah. Yes, sir. So the show wanna, will be down. If you want to holler on his live album, you need to be there. That's, that's right. right. That's right. It's the only way to get, get on your the record. Tickets now. And, uh, <laughs> you got a bunch of those are shows. Who huh? is Robbie Dammit? Uh, that's a good buddy of mine. He's yeah. uh, we play together a good bit in Jacksonville, and we're yeah. doing our first excuse me first show together in St. Augustine. Um, nice. April 14th. Cool. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll... Uh, is this on the actual recording, Justin? Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, so on my web- website, I try to update that mm-hmm. at least every week if I can, um, where I'll be playing. So mm-hmm. that and Instagram are probably the best, or Facebook <clears throat> as well. They mm-hmm. I post to both at the same time, so... Either one, whichever one you prefer to use. Same time. Like, yeah. Hit it and hit it. I don't want to. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to manage both pages. So. <laughs> um, well, but yeah, the website or uh, social media, whatever you, you prefer. 
Well, you keep up the good work out there. We heard nothing but good out of you, and I'm oh, sure that's you. going to continue to be the case. We'd love to have you back again, too. Thank Maybe you so after much. your live recording, we could have you back on That would be on awesome. Here and, yeah, I'd love to. And talk about that and listen to I some tracks. I want to get some more of this, uh, the home cooking with it we got here <laughs> <laughs> from, from Justin's home. Good. Yeah, that was awesome. But, um, thank y'all so much. This has been a blast. Absolutely. We appreciate y'all watching as well. It's been a beautiful uh, spring night here in the Waycross, Georgia, and we hope that y'all have had a good night wherever you're watching and listening from. Uh, be sure and uh, like and subscribe and send us messages, somethingwaterpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out our website, somethingwaterpodcast.com, and you can – Pick up on the uh, past episodes there. You can order merch and stuff. And we also have a Patreon account over patreon.com called Something to Water the Deep End. It's only Abraham Lincoln a month. A $5 a month charge, and uh, uh, we get a little down and dirty on there. the deep end. Yeah, it's the deep end. We say things that we ought not to. Uh, they're funny for the most part. You see how much we're laughing right there. <laughs> we have, a, <laughs> we have, we have a pants wet and good time on there. Yeah. But we thank you. First and foremost, we thank you for watching. We thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you all the next time. Thank you, Pat. Thank you all. That's fun. Hey.